Can I show you the life that God wants you to lead? Cameron, put up John chapter 14 real quick. We'll start at verse 11. John 14 verse 11 and then we're going we're going we're going do what we need to do. Believe me. This is Jesus. Now understand. Pastor, why, why is this happening? Let me explain something to you. There is, there is a, an anointing that's breaking some things off. And, and, and the, more, the more I realize parts of me are dead, the more I realize more parts of me need to die. Amen? And this is where we're at because this is the final, one of the final instructions when it comes to the kingdom that Jesus gave to his disciples. And here it is. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me or else believe me for the very works sake. Now I don't have time to define that. Verse 12, verily, verily, which means listen to what I'm about to say. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believe on me, the works that I do shall he do. That's you, okay? Now listen. And greater works. You know you're called to the greater works, right? So that means if you saw Jesus do it, you're called to do greater. But you don't do it because you call yourself anointed. You do it as he leads. Listen now. These shall he do because of what? Because he went to his father. Because, because the steps we're going through were there. We don't have time to deal with that. I, I really got to get this in and do what the Lord told me to do. Verse 13. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. Listen right here, verse 14. Now this is where every single one of us as believers wants to get to. That if you shall ask anything in my name, I'll do it. As believers, we've been taught this text over and over and over and over and over. And we've... We've prophesied things in and we've tried to call things in and we've tried to be spiritual about all this stuff and we've missed the fact that this text, verse 14, is being seated in heavenly places. And we want to be seated, right? But everybody wants to be seated, but nobody wants to go through crucifixion. Nobody wants to go through death. Nobody wants to go through burial. Nobody wants to go through quickening. Nobody wants to be raised. See, you got you to understand this all. God is not a random God. He is very specific in how he wants to bless you. And I'm telling you right now, what we're learning, and I'm not saying y'all are learning it from me. We're learning it from God. We, we are learning things that are shaking us up and changing us and molding us and reshaping us. And it's not always fun. But it is what we need to go to that. Because y'all got some things y'all need done, right? I know I do. And here's what we've got to understand. To get this done, to get to a seated place in the Lord, there's more to it than just doing what we think church is. So when we get over into doing things the way God wants us to do them, we have to understand. And I'm going I'm to deal with just a few scriptures and then we're going to do the ministry that the Holy Spirit's asked me to do today. Ephesians 4.20. 
Why is all this not happening for me, Pastor? Why does everything seem to be going crazy? Why is this? Why is that? Every situation, this is not, we use this as a whole, but this is why. In every situation, in that situation, you have not learned Christ. He's speaking to believers. Y'all, this is the book of Ephesians. He's talking to a church. Are y'all hearing me? I know there's a heaviness in the room, so y'all just let me know you're there. He's speaking to us. He's speaking to Holy Ghost filled, uh, praying in tongue believers. He's speaking to people who lift their hands and people that will sing the songs, people that will tithe, people that will show up on Sunday. It's who he's speaking to. And he says to us, all of us good people, you hadn't learned Christ. You've learned Jesus, but you haven't learned Christ. What is that? You haven't learned the anointed one and his anointing. <laughs> going to verse 5 I'm sorry verse 21 my bad I'm getting drunk up here if so be that you have heard him listen and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus verse 22 that you put off here we go how do you learn Christ that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man Now, he's talking to Christians, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Let's deal with that. Stay right there. Don't take that down. Being renewed in the spirit of your mind is understanding that with every single moment of every single day, with every breath, you're becoming something. These are hard realities that all of us have to face at every single moment, no matter what's going on. This is not that whole mindset of there's a devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other shoulder and you're trying to use the right. No, no, no. This is, this is dealing with an old nature and a new nature. And when the situation's going on, and my God in heaven, we all have them. You have to learn Christ in that situation. And I have failed more than I've had victory, and so have you. But we've got to get to the place where that is our focus, to where we're seeing Ephesians 4. You've got to understand Ephesians 4 is the best church growth chapter there is. Church of the Highlands, Daystar, Pastor Tony, all these people that I trust, they're using Ephesians 4, the model to build the church. But this is part of the model too. We can't just have a whole bunch of people that know Jesus but don't know Christ. Because it's that anointing that changes you. That you put off concerning the former conversation of the old man. Listen, verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Here we go, verse 24. That you put on the new man, which which after God is created in right standing and true holiness. This is being seated. How would you like to be at that place? Y'all, we're going somewhere. Well, you're so close to God that literally what we read in the beginning in John 14, what we believe him for is already happening. What what a wonderful place. You realize that place exists. How do you get there? We're going through that right now. And this is, I'm I'm, I'm putting a lot of stuff in one. We'll, We'll probably do part three next week. This is just kind of an explanation of the last two weeks. What we're doing is we're settling into a place where we're seated. 
next to Jesus. Kick back, foot up, doing what a prince does, and that's what? Say it, expect it to be done. That's seated. That is using your faith. That is Philippians 4.19. That's understanding that God is your source. That's understanding that with all thy getting, get understanding. That's understanding that as, as you prosper in your soul, God will prosper you in your life. That's what that means. But lot, everybody wants to get this new, grand, great revelation and get over into this place where they're just so deep, but they've missed. They haven't learned Christ. And I have spent years in churches that haven't learned Christ. We all, we knew about Jesus and we knew about church, but we don't know Christ because Christ is not a person. Y'all, can, can I just say this? And I, I'm not being smart when I say this. Christ is not Jesus' last name. It's his state of being. And it's what he left for you to put on. And it's happening. Y'all, right now, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands because it's none of my business. But I know three weeks ago, three services ago, when we started this series, things started rumbling in everybody's life. Because we're stepping into something new. And it's real easy to get caught up in what's going on and say, well, that's just it. But we push. Because we're crucifying things. Things are dying. We're fixing to learn how to bury things. And we may not get to burial today. We may have a burial next week. But we can't go any further until we understand we have not learned Christ. Put Ephesians 4 and 20. Just leave Ephesians 4 and 20 up there. I want, you, you've got to understand. Why is it important that you see Ephesians 4 and 20 and see the importance of it? Because the man saying these words was the Hitler of his generation. But got saved and learned Christ. And wouldn't even recognize what he did but recognize what he put on. What does that mean? You're standing in a room where an anointing swept this room and because we have false mindsets of what we think that is, we dismiss it. And it's taken the most valuable thing that you've ever been given when you've had an opportunity to step into that anointing and put on Christ and see it begin to work. Now this is, this is, now listen, if I don't tell you anything else today, if you don't hear anything else, hear what I'm about to say. If he says, you've not learned Christ, means that God has an absolute desire for you to learn Christ. So this mindset of thinking that God's holding something back from you is all wrong. The mindset of thinking, well, I've gone too far. I've said this, I've done that, I've, I've been on this, I've been around that, I've looked at this, I was over here doing that. Just 24 hours ago, I was doing this. None of that matters. What matters is that you can stand before an almighty God, get your heart right, say, God, I'm a mess, fix me. And let him begin to teach you Christ. Why am I teaching y'all the six steps to victory in every area? Crucifixion. I keep repeating them because you've got to get them. Crucifixion, death, burial, the quickening, the life, 
raised, seated. Because without those, you'll never get there. But listen, it was Jesus. Oh, y'all please hear me. It was Jesus that went through those six steps. Not to die for you, but for you to die with him. So that when life hits you and you are seated, you've learned Christ. And because you've learned Christ, you therefore are doing Christ's things. Yeah, <laughs> I can see it so clear. God's stoking a fire in us and he's trying to crank something. He's trying to, to start something. He's trying to get a passion. He's trying to get you to where you're more excited about church and more excited about what God's trying to do in your life and you're more excited about speaking the word than you are about the steak you're going to go eat Friday night. More people more excited about dinner on Friday night than they are church on Sunday morning. And, and to be quite honest with you, churches have done that to people. That's, we kind of have to hold ourselves responsible. But here's what we got to see. Well, let's just look at it. 1 Corinthians 15 and 31. We got to learn Christ. 1 Corinthians 15 and 31. We dealt with this Wednesday night and last Sunday. Protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Christ, Lord, uh, Jesus our Lord, I die daily. Some of us don't die quick enough. Some of us really wake up dead. I mean, just, that's all. You ever meet those people that's just all Jesus all the time? You just want to slap them? You just want to high five them in the face with a chair? That, that's, that, I don't understand those people. I, I, have to, I have to pull some things off, and sometimes I don't get them off. But it doesn't mean we're not loved just as much doesn't mean we're not, listen, even, I have to be careful how I say this because I don't want to put a, a very legalistic way of thinking. You don't have to learn Christ. Oh, but you get to. You don't have to do all these things to be saved, to make it to heaven, and you'll have little, little blessings here and there and little things happen, and you'll give God praise and wonder. But when, you're, when you understand Christ, that's how the blessing chases you down. Because listen, the blessing, see the blessing is not stuff, okay? Y'all understand the blessing is what brings the stuff. It's not about the stuff. It's about being wrapped in the kingdom, in the kingship you have. And the minute that the blessing of God that was left on this earth, that is all over this earth, looking for somebody that will take, the Romans 8 says that the, the, the creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. So the minute you begin to manifest Christ in your life, the very thing that you have need of to get you the place that you need to go begins to become attracted to you. And you ain't even got to chase it. It's chasing you. And we've wasted a whole lot of time in church trying to get people to chase stuff down instead of settling in and learning Christ. Is this making sense? Because when we settle in and we learn Christ, even through the admonishment of you have not learned, which means you better learn, which means if you want to walk in this stuff, this is how. I die daily. But here's what it is. It's not you that dies daily. It's a part of you that's been trained by this earth 
to act a way that's not you. I, I sit down with people, and I used to say this all the time. Well, that's just my personality. That's how I, I was born like this. Y'all get over it. Well, that, that's a personality, or, or those are things we've developed over however long we've been on this earth. As a little bitty baby, we didn't have that. We didn't have those things. As toddlers, we didn't have those things. It was until we started looking at life and deciding this is what I want to be like, that those things become attracted to us. Now what you do as a child of the living God, becoming a son of the living God, you now are attracting different things. But you've got to settle into that thing and learn Christ. Are y'all hearing this? Y'all hearing me? Now let's, let's deal with this real quick. Philippians 1 and 21. Glory to God. Philippians 1 and 21. I love this because we dealt with this. Y'all remember this one? Take out the words is. Take out the is's. For me to live Christ. How can we live Christ? We learn Christ. How do we learn Christ? Spending time with him. To live Christ and to die gain. That is not dying in your human body. That's dying to the old way, the old thinking, the old mindset, the unsaved you. That's redefining who you are. Amen. For me to live Christ. Listen, let's break this down. Such a heavy anointing. For me to live the anointed one and his anointing and to die to that, but to live to this gain. Paul says it, gain. He doesn't flower it up. Gain. It's like, is it, you ever just look at a cupcake and feel like you gain? You gain. You get, I mean, you know, you put those fleeces before the Lord. You know, you're going in somewhere and you know you're going to buy a donut and you shouldn't. It says hot and now on the sign. That's a bad thing. And you pray and you say, God, if it's your will for me to get a, a couple dozen of these donuts, there'll be a parking space right in the front. Y'all ain't never done that? And about the 15th time around, you find that parking place? <laughs> That's the old man. When you're seated. I wish I could say it like I see it, but I can't. I don't have the words. When you're seated and you say what needs to happen or you're using your faith to live, there is no question if God heard you because you're saying it because he told you to believe him for it. How much easier would life be if you know God said, believe me for this? Instead of this random trying to get stuff from, you know, like the heavenly car lot. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about understanding that God has things that he needs you to accomplish. And he also has things that he wants you to use to accomplish those things. But to get there, you've got to learn Christ. Is this making sense to anybody? Now, as a church, we're learning this. We, we have to get to this place because I'm telling you, if I know anything... 
And if I know any one thing at all, it's that we've tapped into something with this series that we've not tapped, to in, tapped in in this church in the whole time it's been together. We're, we're, we've, got our, we've got our needle right in the blood vein of the Holy Ghost. And we got to understand this is not by happenstance. This is not just something that just happens. You don't have to live a works mentality, but there is effort in learning Christ. And that effort is spending time with Him, being willing to hear what He's having to say to you, being willing to change. God in heaven knows we all need to do that. Being willing to settle down to the fact that what He says is best. Being willing to settle into the point that it doesn't matter what's happened to you. It matters what's going to happen to you. Because we can, y'all can write books on stuff that's happened to you. You can write books on how you've been done wrong and how you've done people wrong. And, and we could write books on, on this shady thing or that thing that was, was, was not right or the things we put ourselves into. Or my God, how, listen, let me tell you something. I travel this country playing music on dope. I got some stories. But that's a, that's a dead man. You understand? That is a dead man. Now you got to understand, because there's resurrection power in us, we certainly can bring that dead man to life. But when you are beginning to learn Christ, for me to live Christ, die gain. Are y'all? Y'all, I can't make this any, any clearer because what we're going into next is now over the last few weeks we've learned how to cut some things off and we've learned how to pull some things away and we've learned how to be crucified and we've learned how to lay some things down and we've learned how to walk in death. Now, how do we bury those things so that we step over into life or the quickening that that doesn't come back to us? How do you do that, Pastor? Philippians 1.21 needs to be your byline. For me to live Christ, to die gain. Amen. So here's the thing. Are y'all learning this? We got to settle to the fact that we, and people don't like for me to say this, but it's true. Well, God's in control. You have authority. You've been given all authority. I told y'all last week, and I'll tell y'all again what, what uh, Creflo says. I mean, uh, Jesse and Bill Winston have talked about. God has spoken to both of them, and I think it was Bill, that I, Bill Winston, that I heard it from. But God spoke to them very clearly and says, I have the power to take your life, but I don't have the authority. We've been given all authority. And because we have the authority, we can choose to learn Christ or not. Are y'all seeing this? See, because what we've done is we've gone to church and we flipped open our Bible and we've said, Pastor, teach us. Feed me, Pastor, feed me. Feed me, feed me. Glory to God, feed me. And then, then, then you go home and you starve for six days. And you come back and Pastor, now I'm not saying y'all good people have done that because y'all are word people. But, but I, I, I've been that person before where it was just about the next service. If, if, if we can just settle in till it's really not about the next service, but the next breath. <sighs> Y'all, listen, I, I just want to go ahead and take a little bit of the spiritual pressure off. You're going to fail. It's going to happen. You're going to miss it. And that is, I, I hear so many people so many times they won't try because they're afraid they might miss it. Hey, the best missed it. 
We've all missed it. But the truth is, I would rather swing for the fences and strike out than not try. I mean, the truth is, at some point, you've got to settle over into the fact that God wants you walking in this thing where you are living and gaining. That you're dying to what you need to die to, but living to what you need to live to and walking in what you need to walk in so that the ministry, because what you don't understand is every person in this room from the youngest to the oldest is called to do something. You are not called to do what I'm doing. I'm not called to do what you're doing. But everybody has a different administration of the ministry of Jesus Christ for us to say this is my ministry as a farce because it's just a portion of the ministry of Jesus he left us. And if we could just settle into that, all the egos would go away, all the mindsets would go away. All, well, this is my church. No, this is my church as administration. God's put us here to pastor. But don't think for one minute I get off on stupid and God pluck me out of here, put somebody else in here. Now, y'all ain't voting me out today, are you? <laughs> David said that's next week. I missed you, David. Listen, I want you to hear my heart. I don't mean to make this flippant and I don't mean this to make this sound like there are times when it's so easy, it's your problem, not God's. I don't mean to, there is effort in this thing. I think that's the biggest problem with Christians, especially those of us who understand the move of the Holy Ghost. We think that, if some, that we can just transfer it and have it. Y'all, y'all listen, this, I ain't Neo and this ain't the Matrix. It don't work that way. There's effort, and that effort is learning Christ. Put Ephesians 4.20 back up. Matter of fact, put it up in the Amplified, please, sir. I love how the Amplified does it, because if you understand text language, he's yelling. But you did not so learn Christ. He's talking to Christians. How can you not learn Christ if you're a Christian? Just like you could be a human and not be a human. There's prisons full of them. Just like you can be, just like you can be somebody and in a family and not have the traits of that family. I love my family. They're 400 miles away. Love every single one of them. But, but my April go down there with the first time she ever went with me. She walked in my house and she goes, you came from that. You go to Duck Dynasty, take one step back. That's my people. And I'm, I'm, I'm wearing all these back in the day. Now, y'all ain't seen it, but back in the day, you've seen it. Back in the day, I had them flashy suits and shiny shoes and snakes on my feet. And I thought, boy, that thought it made me a good preacher. Yeah, y'all remember. I had, I had on, I had on a, she calls it a tinfoil suit and mustard yellow shoes. And I'd walk in, thought I was something. I was nothing. I hadn't learned Christ. I had, listen, listen, I hadn't learned Christ. I had learned church. And I knew, and you know too, that if we pull it off a certain way and pull people, we got it. But when Christ gets involved, that heart has to change. I'll never forget the day that I was under my desk in the old building crying before the Lord and this is where I was. I had to realize all these years I didn't learn Christ. Amen. 
So here's what I want you to get today. Cameron, go back to John 14, 14. If you'll ask anything in my name, I'll do it. How does that work? Now let's, let's stop. Now I'm fixing to really mess with you. In whose name? Jesus. Actually, it's the name of the anointed one in his anointing. But you're learning the anointed one in his anointing, which means you're wrapped in what he left here, which means you're asking because somewhere he told you this is what you need next. And until you get to that point, you get past this mindset of, well, was that God or was that me or was that the devil? See, when you know his voice, they, uh, I can call home and, well, now we all call from cell phones, so we can't hide who we are. But, but I used to call in Birmingham. I'd call from different pay phones or something when I worked over there and we didn't have cell phones. And I'd, I'd call her, and, and I always like to mess with her and just try to use different voices. She always knew it was me because she knows my voice. See, when you know his voice, see, I've explained this to you before, but I'm going to say it one more time. I was in Texas at a minister's conference, and I heard one of the speakers who was putting on the conference say, I pray right down to the socks that I put on. And I thought, how dumb is that? Jesus don't care about your socks. And I began to, I got home and I thought, you know, I'm going to be honorable. I'm just going to be honorable to the, I was there. I was there to learn. Obviously, he knows something I don't know because he's got an airport sitting right out there with jets in it. And I'm, I'm driving back in a beat up expedition. I got to learn something. So I started praying and I learned that it, God really didn't care about the socks I put on. But he cared that I could hear his voice over that. And when all hell breaks loose, I know who's talking. That's the simplicity of that. So what you've got to understand is that when you settle over into this thing the right way, that question of was that God, was that me, or was that the devil, that dissipates. Now, there becomes the question, was that me, or was that God? That takes a little more time. But when you get to the place where you're seated and you're living by your faith, Listen, I'm not talking about, we, we got a company coming in, and they'll be here, knowing John, he's sitting in Jasper waiting on us, but they'll be here soon, and April was gone Friday night to uh, Moulton for something, and I said, I'm cleaning all these carpets, except for Drew and Cameron's room, <laughs> they're on their own, actually, they weren't home, so I couldn't really get in there like I wanted to, but we got everything clean, and, 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 and if, if, if I wanted to be super spiritual and live by faith, I would just, in the name of Jesus, call the carpet clean. Would that have worked? But, y'all, that's what we do with our faith. That's what we do trying to walk this thing out. So I get up, and I put the effort in, but I don't get into a works mentality where I beat myself down. I do exactly what needed to be done to get things done the right way, and I, I'm, when I'm finished, I'm finished. Key word. When you lay it before the Lord, when he tells you, believe me for this, you do it how he says do it, and you're what? Finished. Come on now. Listen, this whole mindset of, of did I pray good enough? You ain't never going to pray good enough. 
Listen, when, when Jesus cursed a fig tree, he barely said 17 words. So these speeches and this mindset of how we do things is wrong. You don't do them from here. You do them from here. Some of the sweetest prayers in the, in the ears of the Holy Ghost is simply, I just want to hang out with you today. Talk to me today. T Listen, I'm a moron. Teach me something. I pray that all the time. So here's what you got to understand. In the church world, the way that we've lived life is not always correct. We don't disciple people to be like us. And the reason we can't disciple people is because we disciple ourselves by learning Christ. But we can't, listen to me now, you can't release what you're not full of. But when you're full of religion and legalism, that's what you're releasing, whether you know it or not. So, for me to live as Christ and to die as gain, for me to live Christ, to die gain, is this. Are y'all seeing how, is this stringing together for you? See, y'all have heard all these scriptures randomly your whole life. Now string them together. Rightly divide the word of truth. That's what God said do. So that you can live the life that if you'll ask anything in his name because you're in him. Now let's take it a step further. It's already done. It's finished. You're, you're just bringing it into a physical realm where you can touch it. That's it. Are y'all seeing this? So let's, 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 let's practice this. There are things, and, and I don't want you raising your hands or saying what you're dealing with. There are things in this room that people are dealing with. Whether it be physical, financial, spiritual, emotional, social, broken hearts, broken relationships, broken lives, broken careers, whatever. What you're learning today is the hammer that'll rebuild that house. Because the world that you live in is framed by your words. It is. I know this all too well. April will be the first one. She, she said it last week. When he's in that place, I'd rather hear him than anybody is. And when he ain't, I don't want to hear him at all. <laughs> and she's right. She's right. She has every right to say that. When I stand up here and I see what I see in the Spirit, because I do. And I, I don't want to freak people out, but I do. Would you rather have a pastor that learns Christ and deals with that thing that way or somebody that because they have a gift and sees it deals with it in religion right I mean common sense says you want your pastor to be in Christ but a pastor needs his people to be in Christ because he wants you so blessed he wants you so whole and I, listen we're humans we're really good at hurting each other we're really good at hurting ourselves. We're really good at being stupid. That's why we must learn Christ. I'm committing that as a pastor, 
I have to learn Christ. But the most important thing is as a person, you have to learn Christ. To be a father, to be a husband, to be a wife, to be a son, to be a daughter, you have to learn Christ because there's things that he wants to get to you and through you that until you're seated are not going to happen. Are y'all seeing this? When you sit down, when you, come to, when you come to one of April Bailey's events, and if you've ever been to one of them, you know they're an event. What does she want you to do when you get there? Sit down. You know why? Because she said, I got this. That's true. We'll, go, we'll be back there with a guest or something, and she'll just be buzzing through there doing things. And, and Mac used to make her sit down. Dean's like, just let her do what she wants to do because he knows he's going to bring some more food. But there comes a point that that mentality has got to get in you that that's what God wants from you. You're in my presence. Just sit down. I thought I read somewhere in the Bible where it says that he will make a table before your enemies. Hey, 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 hey. Y'all right here? That's not heaven. They ain't no enemies in heaven. That's right here. So I, I want to jump ahead so bad and teach you about seated, but if I don't get this into you, it's not going to matter. Are y'all, listen, when you walk out of here today, you got to settle into the place where you're going to hear him first and hear him fast. And we all need, to, we all need that. How he loves us. I love that song. But if you will accept that there is a love that you can't get rid of, your life would be so much easier. Amen? Y'all learned something today? Let's worship a minute. Just stand, stand to your feet and just worship. Aaron, play that song, How He Loves Us, real quiet. Just real quiet, just worship. Just lift your hands all across this place. Oh, I bless you, Lord. Drew, I know your own security, but would you come play bass with her? Just worship. Just worship. Just worship. I bless you, Lord. This is your first step in learning Christ. We got to relax into him. This is not your time to try to find somebody to lay hands on or prophesy or anything like that. This is, this is intimate time between you and him. I bless you, Lord. I bless you, Lord. I bless you, Lord. He loves us. Come on, sing that, church. Lead us. Guys, I know that's uncomfortable, but y'all sing it, okay? Come on. They gave me that look. Come on. I bless you, Lord. Come on. Who loves us? That's right. Come on, church. Oh, how he loves us. How he loves us so. Keep singing. Keep singing. Oh, how he loves us so. Oh, how he loves us. 
keep singing, keep singing one more time. Oh, how he loves us softly play softly play softly with every head bowed with every eye closed this is not anybody's business but yours and the Lord's in a minute I'm going to pray I want you to know that if you've got some things you need to get straight with the Lord or you've never even met this man we call Jesus now is your moment now is your time so as they play softly and as we prepare to pray if you're in that that, that situation with every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking around, and you need to fix some things, this is your moment. I just want to know that I'm praying with somebody. If it's nobody, that's fine. But if it's somebody, every moment is worth it. So in the name of Jesus, if you need to get some things straight, just lift your hands. One, two, three, if that's you. Amen. Amen. Hey, you know what? Let me just encourage you. You're not the only ones. In the name of Jesus, today, as we pray, we're going to live this thing out as we learn Christ. So everybody, I want you to repeat after me, then we're going to move forward with this service. But this, this is one of the most important things we'll do today. Say this after me. Say, Father, I know I've missed it. I know I've gotten weak. I know I may have walked away. But Lord, I ask you to fill my heart. Talk to me, Jesus. Make me like you. Talk to me, Lord, in the quiet times. Talk to me, Lord, in the loud times. Fill me with your presence and your wisdom and your ways. And help me to learn Christ. I believe in you and I'm ready for you to invade my life in Jesus' name. Now, while everybody's, everybody's worshiping, there were people, church, that got some things straight. There were people who got saved in this room today. Now, I'm just, that's worth celebrating, to be honest with you. But now, here's, here's where we're at. They're, they're on the first step. And so are we. Because we still got some things to crucify. We still got some things that need to die and things that need to be buried. I'm really feeling a pull right now toward a couple things. So y'all just bear with me in the spirit. I got a very, very specific uh, flow that's happening right here, right now, in the, in the word of knowledge. If, if you're in this place, I'm not, I, I don't really, I don't need you to come to the front. I, I'm just, I just need to release a few things. I'm feeling a very specific, and I don't think I've ever said this, just like this. In my right, it's almost like, it's almost around the knee area, but it's, it's similar to a hamstring pull. Is a strain or something. That's you. 
In the name of Jesus, I set my faith in agreement for your wholeness and your healing right now. If that's you, you don't have to, you know, we're not, we're not calling people to the front right now. That's not the flow. But just check your knee. Just move your leg. See how that feels. And, it, and you, can, you can let somebody know after the service. But it's, it's a hamstring, but it's low. It's real low. It's real low. And somebody's got, I, I want to say, say like a swimmer's ear, like a, like a, a, a vertigo type thing. I understand that very, very well. But, but I, I don't know what the term is, but it's almost like you can't, you stopped up, but yet you can hear, but it's muffled in the name of wholeness in Jesus' name. I call that opened up in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, I thank you, Lord. We, we hadn't had this flow in so It's just it's been a while. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, I'm about to, I'm, I'm about to say something. The last time I said something this strange was the last time I said somebody's hair was on fire. <laughs> and it's almost like I, I, the way I see it in my spirit, there's a sensation in your mouth. It's almost like you almost, your tongue gets swollen or it's like you almost swallow your tongue. And whatever condition that is, see, because we don't need to know. All we need to know is he's the healer. And in the name of Jesus, whoever you are, or if that's one of your children, in the name of Jesus, we release that healing anointing. We agree with you for wholeness in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Heavy anointing, heavy anointing, heavy anointing. I bless you, Lord. Come on, if you're comfortable, just lift your hands. I bless you, Lord. 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 Glory to God. You know, I, I, it's, it, this is strange because it's almost like I'm sensing a, a wisdom tooth or a, a tooth pain in your jaw, but it's like the tooth's not there. And whoever that is, I, I don't know, dry socket, I don't know what that is. I, I've never had one personally, but that's where I, I'm seeing it in my spirit. So in the name of Jesus, we're, wholeness. Deep down into the bones. Right into the marrow. Saturated. There is no report that's bigger than the report of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Y'all look up here at me. God's doing some things in this house today. Sometimes I wonder how things are going to go. Sometimes I know how they're going to go. And Today was one of those days I had no idea what was about to happen. God is so good to us. Y'all understand that? God is so good to us. One more time, Cameron, Ephesians 4 and 20 up on the screen. Y'all, y'all, please get this. Please get this. Because this, this is the admonishment of God to us. To go where I want you to go, son. This is what you've got to get. You have not learned Christ. There are families that need to be made whole. 
There are things that need to happen. There are careers that need to be fixed. There's things that need to be in your life you don't have right now. This is how it starts. Today we're learning Christ. Amen. Have y'all learned something today? Have y'all received anything? Amen. Amen. God is.